everybody? It's Michael Nettemeyer here with Jeff King and Joe Geary, and we are your hosts of the Whitwin Podcast. Whatever it takes, whenever it's needed, talking all things real estate. And today, Joe, what are we talking about? So today we got a first quarter check-in for you guys, just to you know check in and see how things are going so far. You know, we all set goals at the beginning of the year that we we should be hitting or we should be on track to hit. So we just wanted to check in with you today and make sure that you are on track. And if not, if you're not on track, we want to make sure that you're able to get back on track and do the activities that you're going to need to do to get back on track. So there we go. First quarter check-in. It's uh, three months in already. It's hard to believe, but we're in the first of April now. So how yeah, are so we doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we put together a few questions for you guys just to reflect on and think about and also discuss. So the first question is going to be, how are things going after the first quarter? Are you hitting your goals? Are you hitting the mark? Are you hitting your daily activities that you need to hit every single day? So I think that's a great question. And if you look at us from a team standpoint, we actually had a team meeting yesterday talking about where we are for the, after the first quarter. We're actually behind. We're two homes behind where we needed to be as far as closed units, which isn't cool. Uh, the upside is we had, I think, almost nine deals fall out. So we had nine deals die, which would have exceeded our goal. So we're two behind. What is cool, though, I looked at some numbers today, though. GCI, so Team GCI, Gross Commission Income, we're actually up 84% over last year. That's incredible. That's yeah. great. So we've almost doubled in commissions in the first quarter this year as opposed to last year. So I think that, in a sense, is one thing you need to be looking at is are you hitting your goal and also profitability from a, from a GCI or a top-line standpoint? Are you improving or are you not? And I think that's one thing you really need to track. And so... With that said, are you tracking your goals and are you knowing your numbers? Because we talk a lot, and if you're not, you need to go back and listen to some of our previous episodes in the beginning because I think that's very important. Do you know what your quarterly goal is and are you hitting it or are you not? And a simple way to break it down and just doing quick math, let's just say your goal was 100 transactions. We like to factor in seasonality because we know that seasonality does play a little bit of a role in our business. So the way we look at it is if we take 100 transactions, we know that 20% of our business is going to come in the first quarter, 30% in the second quarter, 30% in the third, and then 20% in the fourth. So that's a quick way to break down your numbers. So we know that if our goal is 100, which ours is almost 200, but let's just for easy math, if your goal is 100 transactions this year, you need to have closed 20 units in the first quarter to be on track. You need 30 in the second, 30 in the third, and then 20 in the fourth. So knowing your numbers is extremely important. And if you don't have those documented somewhere, you need to do that now and break down what your goals need to look like. And especially, too, I take a deeper look and see what did your daily and your weekly activity levels look like. First off, were you tracking them? Did you know how many contacts that you made on a daily and weekly basis? Do you know how many nurtures or people that you added to your database? Do you know what that number actually was? Were you tracking the amount and number of appointments that you were going on on a weekly and monthly basis? And then obviously the quarter here in first Q1. But then also, too, what did that conversion look like? So were you setting appointments? Did you go on an appointment a week? How many appointments did you end up actually getting listing agreements with? And then take the next step is how many of those listings that you did take, did they actually sell? And how many of those closed units? And start to really get a really good idea uh, and close the loop on the whole reporting system down from a contact all the way through a sale. So you just spit off a lot of numbers there. And I know what the the audience is thinking right now. They're thinking, I'm not a numbers person, (laughs) right? I don't like to track numbers. So what do we say to somebody like that? That's like, hey, I'm not a numbers person. I don't like to track numbers. That sounds way too intense. 
What it's, do you think about that? It's not intense because we, we literally use a half a sheet of paper and all we have to do is cross off the contacts that we talk to on a regular basis. I would say if you're not a numbers person, you don't have to, to become so like overwhelmed by the numbers, but you have to have numbers in order to understand your business, to understand whether or not you're hitting goals and whether or not you're growing. Because if you're not tracking, you don't know. And that's the worst position that you could be in is that you don't actually know what's going on with your business because at that point in time, you're not running a sustainable business where you can make decisions that will impact productivity or activity even and then in order to actually like see what your third quarter would look Mm -hmm. like, for example, based off of what Q1 was or even take it a quarter that we're in right now. What activity do I need to do more of that I didn't do in quarter one in order to hit goals in quarter two? You're absolutely right. And that's where I'll go into it too. Like nobody, none of us really, we're salespeople, right? So none of us are really like for me, I know, especially I'm not a numbers driven person, but you need to have some basic form of tracking and accountability because you can't just make decisions off gut in this mm-hmm. business. It is a, it's a business. So you need to know how much income is coming in, how much revenue are you generating, which will in turn allow you to know how much can you actually spend on other things like leverage and systems mm-hmm. and tools and if you're not tracking that stuff, especially not tracking your numbers and knowing how many deals are coming in, how many closings do I have, what's my run rate, am I ahead of where I was last year? If you're not tracking that simple stuff, you're probably not going to make it in this business because you're probably also operating out of your personal checking account, which is a big miss that most people yeah. do in this business. Mm-hmm. You need to set this up and start thinking of this like a business. And the more you start focusing and, and getting your mindset around this is a business that you can make a lot of money in the quicker you're going to get to have start having some success. The most important thing there too is that no matter what type of tracking system that you set up, make sure that you actually use it. Yeah. It has to be usable in order for it to be something that will impact your business. It's kind of like that same thing that we talk a little bit about with like a follow-up plan. You can have the best follow-up plan in the world, but if you're not actually using it or you spend so much time on it without actually executing it, what's the point? Same thing with the tracking system. You could have the most elaborate and complex and, and over-the-top tracking system possible but at the end of the day if you're not using it on a daily basis to impact your business what's the point exactly exactly so if people are not on track you know to hit their goal what should people start doing today in order to get back on track and hit their goal or even exceed their goal so you're probably going to need to start doubling down on what the activities you've been doing because if you're looking at your business and let's just say your goal was to close 10 deals in the first quarter and right now you're at two you're going to need to double your activities immediately because what's going to need to happen is now all of a sudden to stay on track, you're going to need to like at least double because you're, you have eight to make up. So whatever your goal is for second quarter now, you need to add eight more to that because you're eight behind. So you need to double activities at minimum, double activities. So if, you're, if your goal was to talk to 20 people a day and you, you set an appointment a week, Chances are right now you're not doing that. You need to double down that activity and start taking massive action to get back on track because if you don't do that, you're not going to hit your goal. Yep. And at the end of the day, that's what matters is taking massive action. So you need to double down on activity, start talking to more, get your database. Are you reaching out to your database as much as you should? Are you reaching out to your sphere, your past clients, your core advocates? What's the, what does your level of activity look like every day? And if you're doing one hour of lead generation right now, you might need to bump it to three hours. Because to be honest, what else are you doing? If, you, if you're not selling or meeting your goals, you need to be doing whatever it takes to get to your goal. Exactly. It's the massive action. It's the 10x mindset. So you might even have to do more than double. You might have to do triple or quadruple the work that you're doing right now, depending on where you're at. And in order to catch up, 
it, it's one of those things where you can't just think that, oh, it's going to get better as we go into spring, or oh, it's going to get better as we go into summer. Are more homes going to come on the market? Yes, absolutely. There will be more inventory. At the same time, there's going to be more competition. So don't let seasonality impact your business to the point that you think everything is going to be great if you stay at the same pace that you currently wore in Q1. Yeah, I think this is kind of a dangerous point in time because a lot of people right now will just lower the bar to mm-hmm. because they're on track for a lower goal. So why not just lower the bar so that way, you know, I'll hit my goal guarantee instead of actually pushing themselves and taking that massive action in order to, you know, keep the bar where it's at or even yeah. raise the bar. That's a good point. Yeah, never lower your target. So don't just say now, well, I'm, I'm way behind, so I'm just going to lower it. My goal was $10 million, Now I'm going to lower it to $5 million. Don't do that. Don't lower your target. Instead, refocus and figure out how can I make my tar- how can I reach my target? What do I have to do? Who do I need to become? What kind of training do I need to do? What activities do I need to do every single day to make sure that I reach my target? Don't take the easy way out and just lower it. It's just like in a basketball game because I know right now March Madness is going on. A team goes down by 20 points at halftime. I mean, what do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to give in, just say, oh, we're down by 20, let's just give up? Or do you think they're going to come together, you know, run the plays that they need to run and actually come back and win the game? Or are they just going to give in and say, hey, we're down by 20, so let's just throw in the towel and take the loss? That's a great point because especially going into quarter two, if if you're at the end, like fast forward three months from now, for example, if you're at the end of quarter two going into quarter three and you've missed your goal for Q1 and you've missed your goal for Q2, you're going to have a ton of work going into the fall there to try to make sure that you're you're getting back up to speed for what you originally thought. So take it in a three-month chunk. You know, Take it as a quarterly goal. You need to hit it, but if you're behind, you need to catch up too. Agreed. Exactly. So what do you think the biggest struggle most people face in the far- first quarter, and how should they combat it? I think the biggest thing that a lot of people face right now is if they're not on track, thinking, how am I going to get back on track? Should, just what we talked about, should I lower my target? Should we do less? And it's just it's a mindset thing because mm-hmm. you're coming out of the first quarter. You did your business planning last year. You start the new year. You're excited. And all of a sudden, we're three months in. And if you're nowhere close to your goal, psychologically, that can really mess you up because you're thinking now, oh, gosh, I'm way behind. And, and, and maybe your pipeline's not full. How do I catch up? So my thought is you need to refocus. One, you need to step back and look at your business plan and say, okay, what did I do well and what did I not do well? If I had all of this stuff lined out, I did a one, three, five, basically, my objection, uh, my, my three objectives, my strategies, looking at that, what did you execute on and what did you not execute on? What maybe do you need to take out that, that maybe you were doing that wasn't producing a result for you? Because that's a lot of times, too. People keep doing the same activities over and over and they're not producing a result for you. you might, it might be time to cut those things out. So you need to reevaluate where your business is at and figure out what was working, what wasn't, double down on the activities that were working well, get rid of the things that weren't, and then refocus your energy and think back to why did you want to hit this goal to begin with? So when you set your goal last year, what was important about it? Was it because you needed to make a certain amount of money to pay off debt or you needed to, whatever it is, refocus your energy and put focus back into that and remember why you started out in the first place. Because if it's important to you, you're going to find a way to do it. And if it's not important to you, you're just going to make up an excuse for why you're not hitting it. Yeah, I think another big thing, too, is like the time blocking. You just need to look back on that and look at your calendar and see, hey, I'm wasting an hour every single day. If I used every hour that I waste per day, I could have an extra seven hours per week that I could put towards lead generating or put towards my goal and actually utilize that time instead of just wasting it like I did in the first quarter. In the second quarter, I'm going to take that seven hours a week and put it towards lead generating to grow my business. Mm -hmm. 
you know, hit my goal. That's a good point too, because as we start to get busier, making sure that we keep up with the lead generation and setting mm-hmm. the appointments and going on the appointments because that's business in the pipeline. You don't want to get so laser focused on like the listings that you have currently right now and trying to get those sold because if you neglect to do your lead gen, you're going to be in a huge drought a couple months from now. Yeah, agreed. And that's, I agree totally with calendar because show me your calendar and I'll show you the level of success you're having. Mm-hmm. You can look at somebody's calendar and determine are they successful or not. Is it filled up with dollar productive activities? Or is it just filled up with a bunch of nonsense to make it look like it's a full calendar? Because you get a lot of that too. People will try to fill their calendar up with stuff to make it look like they're busy. But is it the activities that are actually producing you money? And then if your calendar is full of dollar productive activities, are you following those time blocks consistently? Because that happens a lot too. It's very easy to block out an hour of lead generation. A client calls because they have termites on their house and you stop your lead generation to field that phone call. Talk to your client about termites for a half hour. And now all of a sudden your hour block of, of lead generation is gone and it never gets made up. Yeah. And was that call really that important? Are termites that important or is that something that could have waited till 10 o'clock? Right? And I think that's the biggest miss, like you said, Jeff, is people start to experience success and they push aside the thing that was working for them to field their current business, their now money, so to speak. And if you could get purposeful with your calendar and realize that there are no real estate emergencies, termites and radon and you know things like that on inspection notices, Unless you're under an intense deadline to do tomorrow morning, you know, whatever it is, it can wait 30 minutes. It can wait an hour. And if you start thinking about your lead generation time as dollar productive time, like we broke down our dollar per hour, if you look at it per deal, and you're making around $200 an hour. So if you look at that and start thinking of lead generation, I can get on the phones here and start making $200 an hour. What's $200 an hour at a 40-hour week job? I have no idea. What is it? How much is it worth, right? So we look at that. Let's do, let's do quick math real quick. So $200 if you work a 40-hour week. Right? Eight grand. Eight grand a week? Yeah. Eight grand a week. So $8,000 times 52 weeks, you make $416,000. So if you start thinking yeah. about that from a standpoint of your time is worth a $400,000 a year job, now all of a sudden it's not so important to work on these little menial – like should you be making a marketing flyer if your time is worth $400,000 a year? Probably no. not. Right? Should you be working on any kind of like task that can be easily leveraged to a virtual assistant or an admin or anybody like that? Probably not. So I know we've gotten a little off track there, but thinking about how important your time and how valuable it is, mm-hmm. because I think for a lot of new real estate agents too, they don't put a value on their time. And they spend time working with people that are going to drag them out to 100 houses that are probably never going to buy a house. Or if they do, it's going to be two years from now, and you're going to spend 75 hours working with that client. And your dollar per hour now is like two bucks. You know? So thinking from that standpoint as well, value your time and get back on track with what's working and get rid of everything that's not working. That's a really good point because I know lately, especially for me, some of the listings that, that I've taken, I've taken more of like a, a project manager type of role mm-hmm. or like a general contractor trying to get contractors lined up to go in to do updates to the home to make it ready to go into the market. And so that's enough. Like I've, I've done that enough times now that... I'm, I'm trying to figure out a better way to leverage those activities out to the contractors themselves, first off, right. to get them in there to do the bids, or to simply give homeowners our list of contractors that we work with in order for them to line it up. We'll obviously give them our recommendations, but we're not the ones leading the charge and using a lot of our time and effort and energy getting people out there and getting bids ourselves. So that's a small example that I've learned in Q1 that I, I can't keep continuing to do, in especially Q2 and 3 here. Uh, otherwise, it's going to take a lot more time, and it's going to take a lot of that 
that lead gen time. So I'm looking forward to right. get more focused back on that than to try to be in the house playing general contract. Yeah, that's exactly. Because sure. that's the thing. They're hiring us to market and sell their house. And, and I understand we want to add value and, and, and help out any way we can. But is our time best served by meeting contracts or contractors at a house to help them renovate a property? Probably not. And that's not really in, in what it entails in our job description. So it's finding someone else maybe that is a really good general contractor that can bid all of that out. So having a, a big database of, of good vendors as well is extremely important. Exactly. So I, I think whether you hit your goal or whether you didn't hit your goal in the first quarter, it's good to take away what your biggest success was for the quarter. So in that way, you can double down on it. So you know, what, what would you say that your greatest success has been this quarter so far? So I think for us as a team, it's been the consistency with lead generation. So if you look at, we do a lot of circle prospecting, a lot of calling around neighborhoods. And if you look at that pillar of business, we've done a good job over really, not, not even the first quarter, but just over the last 12 months in general of getting that process dialed in with team standards, with people coming in here knowing that you're going to be on our dialer six hours a week. And now we had this conversation that Joe brought up where uh, the other day as a team where we need to start doubling down on our follow-up now. We've got one pillar of business built from outbound lead generation. Now we know that 70% of our business though comes from follow-up. So now it's putting focus on continuing to do what we're doing on the outbound lead generation, but putting focus and attention now on follow-up. And if we become now really purposeful in Q2 with our follow-up, we're gonna have a very strong pillar, two pillars of business. And then our next goal objective is to dial in our sphere of influence. So by the end of Q3, we're gonna have three strong pillars and that's what your business needs. Your business needs legs. Because what happens is, if one leg gets kicked out, you need to be able to have a sturdy foundation. So if one all of a sudden one pillar of business goes away somehow, you still need other pillars and flows of income coming in. The mistake most people make though is they try to do all of this at once, mm-hmm. and it, it's not built in, in a structured fashion. It's just trying to do, well, I'm gonna try to do FISBOs and expireds and circle calls, and I'm gonna go door knock 100 houses, and then I'm gonna go do this, and I'm gonna get these flyers, and I'm gonna farm, and they try to do everything at once, and none of it goes well. So pick your thing that works, drive it, and, and then get that thing built and then add another leg. Build that, add another leg. Build that, add another leg. And so I think for us, our biggest, biggest success is being able to now have a multiple pillars of business. And we're going to continue to build on that to eventually look six or seven to have a really strong foundation. I'd say probably the greatest success that I've seen so far for this quarter is like understanding what we're doing on a daily basis. So every single morning we come in, start lead generation, do lead generation up until 10 o'clock, we do script practice. From 10 to 10.30, we're script practicing as a team every single day. So that's five days a week. And then we go back either onto the phones and then at noon we do our sales training for Cardone and then into the the early parts of the afternoon and even evenings in some cases, setting appointments, meeting with sellers, buyers, more lead generation if we don't have appointments. But it's it's becoming really clear on what your structure looks like on a daily basis. I think that that's so much of that is why we're having success in Q1. And without that accountability, number one, but then also to structure of what that day should look like every single day of the week. Uh, without it, it would probably be very scary to see where we yeah, would be without it. It would. Consistency. That's the key to this. So if you're not consistent, you're probably not going to have as much success as you should. Get consistent, get focused, regroup, reset. There's no reason you can't hit your goals. If you have questions, concerns, if your business isn't where you want it to be, you want to reach out and ask us, send us an email at info at thenetgroup.com. It's info at thenetgroup.com. Happy to answer any questions you have, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Me down and build me up whatever it takes.